Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at positivelyproductive.com resources. I see the givers and people pleasers struggle to ask for help since they want to be the ones giving, the ones pleasing. Givers see their roles, as their title suggests, as the ones who give, not the ones who receive. And this perspective drives an imbalance. If you're a giver, I honor you and that heart of yours and thank you for making this world a better place. But I urge you to focus on receiving too because both are essential. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a productivity coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Join me as we explore ways to live a more proactive, positive life with episodes on productivity, self-awareness, mindset, entrepreneur life, habits and systems, simplicity, fun, and more. I understand overwhelm personally as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and as a caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and today we're talking about how to ask for help from others. It's a challenge for so many of us, especially givers. And while the reasons that we deny ourselves may feel noble, the results can be problematic. I've worked with too many clients who give plenty, yet don't want to ask for help. They've gotten so used to going it alone, they sometimes forget it's an option. Have you ever said things like, I don't want to put you out, I don't want to bother you, or even, I don't want to burden you? While at first glance, this is a caring, considerate perspective, you don't want to cause others problems, there's a deeper issue at hand. We're taught from an early age that society prefers one over the other with phrases like, it is better to give than to receive. While this is a beautiful sentiment that encourages kindness and generosity, my concern is that it can also trap us in that space of being the ones to give freely but not feel like we can get the help we need. I see the givers and people pleasers struggle to ask for help since they want to be the ones giving, the ones pleasing. Givers see their roles, as their title suggests, as the ones who give, not the ones who receive. And this perspective drives an imbalance. If you're a giver, I honor you and that heart of yours and thank you for making this world a better place. But I urge you to focus on receiving too, because both are essential. Why is it important to ask for help? Because the more we can accept help, the more we have to offer. We've discussed this on the podcast in a business context when we talk about delegating or bartering. This allows us to open up time and space to act and achieve, to perhaps focus on what we do best, and also letting others focus on what they do best. But let's look beyond the productivity of it today. When we deny ourselves, we deny the people close to us. Generosity is a two-way street and everyone benefits from it. As Brene Brown once put it, 
until we can receive with an open heart, we're never really giving with an open heart. When we attach judgment to receiving help, we knowingly or unknowingly attach judgment to giving help. Asking for help really is a struggle for most of us, and science backs that up. According to studies out of Stanford University, we struggle to ask for help despite the fact that most people are naturally inclined to help others. So where's the disconnect? One reason is that we tend to underestimate others' willingness to provide help, and we overestimate how inconvenienced people will feel by that ask. When thinking about what motivates other people, we tend to be more pessimistic, but the desire to help is greater than we think. It's not only that saying no is difficult when someone asks, it's that there's a genuine interest in helping that can't always be offered until we ask. It's easy to get caught up in thinking how the world at large is selfish and unavailable. We do see a lot of examples of this, but we forget that those within our circle would welcome the opportunity to make our lives better. Another reason we resist asking for help is a fear of appearing weak, incompetent, or inferior. Imposter syndrome may loom large here, and we think, who are we to deserve the help, or what happens if someone says no? And when rejection is linked to your self-worth, that's a double whammy. Also, our society tends to be individualistic, promoting self-reliance as a valuable trait. When you prioritize self-sufficiency that doesn't allow for assistance, asking for help becomes unfamiliar, uncomfortable, and eventually unacceptable. There are so many psychological reasons why we feel this way, from self-worth to safety and so much in between. In our episode on codependency, my guest Mallory Jackson reminded us that our inability to ask for help can be a sign of codependency and trauma response. She also reassured us that we arrive here in this world worthy. We don't have to work to deserve the goodness. If you don't feel psychologically safe, you may also find it difficult to ask for help because it makes you vulnerable. But I promise you, in the right space with the right people, that vulnerability is essential for you to be fully human and make stronger connections. Brene Brown comes up one more time here, reminding us that vulnerability is not a weakness, but rather our greatest measure of courage. So what can you do? Self-reflection, once again, that self-awareness part is key here. And, you know, this may come with the help of therapy. It's important to be curious about the underlying reasons you're struggling with this. There are many situations that may be true. Others may not want to help or may not be able to help, be available to help, and they may also not know how. We can't assume. We can't know what others are thinking and experiencing. That's why the ask is so important. It's important to let others decide for themselves if they're in a position to help and for you to have options as to how that might look. Here are five tips for you to support you in getting better at asking for help. Number one is get meta. Yeah, according to science, asking for help is actually helping others. Stay with me here. When you ask for help, you encourage others to be helpers. You give them an opportunity to be helpers. And study after study shows how healthy it is for us to help others. There's evidence that being of service may promote feelings of happiness, increase self-esteem and social connection, 
lower stress levels and blood pressure, and even help us live longer. Now, I'm not saying I can convince my husband to take out the trash (laughs) and tell him that it's going to lower his blood pressure, but seriously, if you've helped someone else, then you know how amazing that feels. Now, you have a chance to do that for someone else. Reframe your request to be an opportunity for someone else to feel good, and there's a win-win. Your second tip is to start small. We are right back at Habits 101 here. If asking for help is not something you do, you need to build the habit, and that means small steps. Start with people closest to you whom you trust and make your requests simple. This is effective to get you used to asking, and it gives you a sense of who's receptive as well. Third tip is be specific and selective. You want to be specific about the help you need and how it will affect you. It really helps others know how to show up for you. Experts suggest you approach asking for help like you do setting goals with the SMART way. That is, have you heard of SMART goals? Specific, meaningful, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound. That's a lot at once, and since we're trying to take small and simple steps here, I suggest you focus on the S for now. Be specific. Ask for exactly what you want and need, and you'd be surprised how appreciated that can be. The fourth tip is to consider your courage. It's easy to forget how brave you must be to let yourself be vulnerable, to admit that you need help, that you can't do it alone. It's actually okay, and it's human nature, right, to need others, but we struggle with it. So I want you to celebrate your courage and remember that others are watching this. You may actually encourage others in your community, in your circle, and you can model for the next generation, showing them what we can do when we are willing to request support. The fifth tip is to suggest exchanges. This is an easy one to start with, I think, actually. You're used to helping, and you will likely be doing so. So perhaps you could piggyback off that and use it as an opportunity to negotiate if you're already helping someone or suggest reciprocity as you ask for help. Hey, I could use your help with this, and then I can help you with that. Many people appreciate being able to pay you back, and it may feel more even to you that way. So that could be a great place to start. Okay. One more time, a little louder for the folks in the back. Asking for help doesn't indicate lack or weakness. It's not an imposition. It's not less valuable than giving. And it's an important way to remind yourself that you are worthy of getting just as you give. Would you like to take your first step in practicing the ask right now? It's an easy one. May I invite you to reach out to me with a request of any kind? It could be a question about this episode or a topic or idea for a future one. It could be an ask for coaching help, too. If you head to my Connect page at PositivelyProductive.com slash connect, you can reach out to me there. You can message me. You can book a time to chat if you prefer that. And you can even try out a quick coaching session called the Productivity Boost. In 30 minutes, we'll review what's challenging you and come up with your next best steps. This session is highly effective for shifting a habit, like practicing the ask, 
quickly reviewing your weekly schedule, discussing productivity-related tech and systems, and moving past decision hurdles for prioritizing. We can do so much in 30 minutes. If that sounds like something you'd like to book, be sure to use the promo code PODCAST for a very special listener discount. To close, I'm going to walk my own talk and ask for your help. If you found value in this episode or others, would you please share the podcast and review or rate it? Reviewing is easy through Apple Podcasts, and rating can be done on Spotify. Sharing can be done any way you want. If you have a blog, I'd love to see it there. If you post on social media, please tag me at positively underscore Lisa and let others know what you love about the show. Even if you share with one friend, your effort helps me grow the show and inspire more people. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com resources.